Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Kira. This is the BBC Sherlock podcast, where we are doing a Watsonian analysis of the show, series 1 through 4. Whether you're initiated, a veteran fan, or just wondering why series 4 was like that, we have you covered. Listen to our discussion as we play the great game. Today, we're going to be talking about a scandal in Belgravia. That's our main episode. Um, but if you didn't already know, the episode is very heavily influenced from uh, the private life of Sherlock Holmes. So today, we have a guest, Aaron. Say hi. Hi. Very happy to be here. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Aaron <laughs> loves T-Flash. So she volunteered to talk about this particular episode. So I'm going to let you mostly take, you know, the reins on, on that because you prepared a lot more than I did on that. Uh, yeah. Good. But but it'll be fun because then it won't be me talking because most, <laughs> most of the episodes are like me talking and then and then there's discussion. But so yeah, it'll be nice. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, gosh. My name is Aaron. Um, I've been on Tumblr in kind of the TGLC community since, oh gosh, right before Series 4, which was a really wow. weird time to join, as everyone keeps telling me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Same. I was six, six months before. Oh, yeah. Well, I was December. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Now that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were. That's, that's better than me, probably, because you were really at the early stages i don't know if that's better that's like that's like the most manic it was incredibly manic that's the perfect word for it it was you were forged by fire yeah (laughs) yeah truly truly okay so yeah i mean i've i've been i guess you could say like a sherlock fan a bbc sherlock fan since Mm -hmm. like god it's been like 10 years it's, it's 10 years August of 2011 is when I watched wow. it. so like at the beginning then. It was, there was only one season. Yeah, that's when it came out. <laughs> I hadn't even heard of BBC show like until season two. Well, I was part of the like original Tumblr fandom at the time, which was like, okay. if you were on Tumblr at that point and you were a 15-year-old girl, as I was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> knew about Sherlock and it was everywhere and it Everyone was kind did. of unavoidable. <laughs> I wasn't even on Tumblr until I was like 20, 21 or something. I was 17 when it came out. I Yeah, I was still like... I was... Uh, um, I joined around... I want to say late 2012, maybe 2013. So mm-hmm. this is definitely before series three. It was like in the mm-hmm. middle of series two, post series two. Um, well, fandom. series two is when it really popped off. <laughs> right. I joined Tumblr like at the height of Super Hulak, like 
that's yeah, my yeah, introduction exactly. to it. I joined it like right in the mid, like right, before, like right in the middle of it. But I wasn't like I was kind of like I don't know what that what's happening there. I wasn't like a fandom person, so I was just like I'm not paying attention. To that. Yeah, I, it was but like then, on the fringes. Yeah, it was, it was, was unescapable, but it, it was unescapable. That's the thing. I yeah. I wouldn't say I was really like very much in the fandom in the sense that I wasn't really creating anything. I was just reblogging a lot of stuff. Lurking, um, yeah. I was yeah lurking. I I mean I was a lot of my friends at school and just in real life we're really into Sherlock so we talked about that a lot I know in my junior year of high school yearbook somebody drew Benedict Cumberbatch in my yearbook oh my wow that I actually did that reminds me I did a painting my senior year of high school because <laughs> I I did a painting of what I did a painting of him it was it's hard to explain it was like we had to do this like oil no it was india ink that's what it was it was india mm-hmm. ink and it had to be like a some it was like a negative black and white so mm-hmm. um i did like a silhouette I think. no i think i did like a face but it ended up being kind of like a silhouette but it was like from head on so you could still see like the white space I don't even. I wasn't even that big. Like I, I was into the show. I was much more of a supernatural fan, so I wasn't nearly yeah. as into Sherlock at the time. I watched it, but only, I only watched it after series three had already come out. Okay, and had been out for a while, so it was like on my periphery. But at the time when I first joined, I didn't get into it because I, I was like, he dies. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know anything about Sherlock Holmes at that point. I knew nothing. I think I might have seen the Robert Downey Jr. movie, but mm-hmm. my knowledge of Sherlock was minimal at best. Well, yeah, I mean, I was pretty into it, but in I, still a pretty casual fandom sort of way. And then mm-hmm. Series 3 came out, and... I feel like me and all my friends just like lost it. We were so excited. But then I think in part because like at least in, in on Tumblr, like fan expectations were mm-hmm. so different from what we actually got. People just stopped talking about it. Weirdly, oh I went back God. on my blog and I found that I had reblogged Operation John Locke is Go in like january of 2014 wow. and i and i said something wow. like this seems like a bit of a this seems like a bit of a stretch i don't know about <laughs> this but it's interesting and then i don't know i just sort of fell off and lost interest what was your interpretation of the show before then though was it could, were you you could totally see john Locke, or was it like a oh hmm, it's an interesting fan thing i guess or were you like totally on board with it because i was the first one I was more just like oh okay it's a thing. I, yeah, I think I kind of oscillated between different things where I was like they they wouldn't do it there, there's no way they would actually do it but at the same time like the way series three ended I was like what excuse me so I don't know I was like I but then at the same time that was sort Mm -hmm. of the time frame where online like your fave is problematic yeah was a big thing and there was all this talk about how like this is this is queer baiting um whatever so it was just kind of like uh whatever I don't know so I I don't know I just sort of lost interest and I mean Mm -hmm. I I did watch tab when it aired and I remember being really like 
I did not. Upset with it because I didn't understand what was happening. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is this? This is no, so dumb. No, no. Oh my god. Okay, that's taking me back, actually. <laughs> you guys don't know. Like, I did not know. And because I did not understand, I was like, this is bad. <laughs> no, we, like a lot we, of people we were... did have said about Series 3 and 4. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. We lost our minds over that when that came out. That was I'm so sure. It was I'm so sure. Exciting. Actually, what got me into TJLC, because t- I saw the end of His Last Vow, and I wasn't buying John Locke at the time. I'm very hetero, not goggles. But I do remember mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the end the end of sign of three i was like this is dumb doesn't make sense first of all whatever why is he sad i don't get it why is he leaving i don't get it his last foul fine the whole time and then at the end i was like what the hell why didn't they hug like why didn't they shake each other's hands i was like why is he all of all of a sudden not being a good friend i thought they had, there was all this character growth what what is happening it did not make sense at all and so i just like brushed it off though so but at the time when he was like so there he was saying like oh something he had to say and but didn't or whatever i remember having a moment of like oh well i think everyone did right ever because everyone's like this is not a straight thing to do i knew that i knew (laughs) that it amounted to nothing like in the back of my mind because i wasn't watching it live i was watching it later after the fact and so Mm -hmm. I knew there wasn't going to be anything, and yet I was still like, wait a minute, what? Because it was on the periphery, I knew that it was a thing, I just didn't get with it until that moment where I actually kind of thought, you know what, I see it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm mad, because it doesn't make sense. Um, I wish I could go back and talk to my past self, but with oh, Tab, gosh. I knew well, that I- it was coming out, but I remember talking to a friend of mine, but I didn't get into it for whatever reason. I think I forgot about it but I was like I'd seen stuff about like the end scenes the like eloping comments and all that stuff those were very obviously and suggestive to me and that Ooh. was what made me go what I have to know more and so that's what got me into TGLC but I do remember watching even then I watched that episode and didn't get it i like i got some of it but there was so much of it that was just so weird and did not wish that were me (laughs) i wish i had realized things sooner but i think i was watching it with like heteronormativity goggles there was a lot i I keep thinking about how like there was a lot i had yet to realize about myself and that Same. probably just meant I wasn't looking for those things or asking those questions. Yeah. Because I wasn't asking myself those questions. <laughs> yeah. I got oh, yeah, into, totally. like, I wasn't asking myself those questions. I wasn't thinking of that, of of the text. Like, the idea of subtext didn't, like, it wasn't a thing. Oh, yeah, that's me. the other thing. Like, I feel like my media yeah. analysis skills were not good. No, not <laughs> yeah, so are mine. But I, I was at least like kind of aware because again, like you were a little older I was than kind the of two aware. of us, though. You were a little older than I was some, older. Yeah, I was yeah, twenty-one, so, so I was like aware of some things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I remember watching it and being like, I thought it. I was under the impression because when I watched it, season three was already out. Right. And it was. It was like the end of twenty fourteen. TJLC was already established. It was already a thing. I, I, I was getting into it for the first time ever, and thinking to myself 
this is like I, I already from seeing people on Tumblr talk about it I know nothing's gonna happen and I, I get the feeling it's just queer baiting whatever like I, I guess that they just like insinuate stuff for mm-hmm. fun that's kind of what I thought but I remember like there were moments where I was like that did not seem like a joke that was really serious and I'm very mm-hmm. confused mm-hmm. yeah yeah and yeah it, it, and it got and like it was so dumb I actually thought just based off of like gifts that I saw around that Sherlock and John both get married to a woman because I saw Sherlock yeah, you proposing. Said that. That's... Yeah, I said that. <laughs> that oh I my god! And it that's not that wasn't the case. And I remember being really confused when it ended, <laughs> like at the moment where they were like, where Sherlock was like, "Oh, I, there's something I meant to say," and I was like, "Wait a minute, that's the end. There's no more. Are you serious?" That, yeah, like, people lied to me. They said that 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 everything was just like that. There was nothing there, and that oh it was god. just confirmed <laughs> that nothing was going to happen. I'm like, I just. I didn't. I couldn't understand it, so I just yeah. searched. I searched like through like Tumblr, like through Sherlock stuff, and I kept seeing TJLC, and I'm like, "What the fuck is TJLC?" Yeah. The rest is history. <laughs> I love that we all, pretty much collectively, in one way or another, have like the same exact moments, regardless of where we were. There were always those moments at pains that we were like. Wait, like, what? Wait, what? Like, what? Wait, <laughs> mine, what? Mine was a little late. <laughs> All of but... us individually <laughs> and separately. So you, were, you, were, you were, like, young then, though. So yeah. Like, well, I mean, I was... You were 15 when it came out, right? When it came out, but, like... Well, yeah, but when... when you were watching it, you were, like, still... I, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, like, I remember that the summer before mm-hmm. Series 4, like, as, like, I think they must have released some trailer... And I was just thinking, like, man, yeah, I cannot. Oh, I know. No, no, no. That was before the I love you. That was okay. Later. That was later. Okay. It was earlier because it was just like, <laughs> oh, series four is coming out soon. Thinking about it again, so I was just thinking about it, and I was like, man, I cannot believe the queer baiting in this show. It's truly unbelievable. There's just so much going on there. I can't believe they did all of this. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then that when that trailer came out, I was like, okay, that. Mm, no, There's something's no going on here. This Wait, doesn't... the I Love You trailer? The I Love You trailer. Oh my god, that's I... what got you to check in on everything? Right. We've had this conversation. I've forgotten <laughs> all of it. I can't but that's when I when it. I watched it, I was like, wait, what? Excuse oh me? And then was like frantically Google searching and discovered TGLC, binged all of TGLC yeah. Explained, and yeah. like... I don't know, gal- <laughs> galaxy brain, brain exploding. Whoa. Now that you're just, now that you're saying all of this, it, I, I do remember you talking about it. But okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. I, now I, I let's get into the main part. So, okay, what was going through your mind when you watched series four, and what the hell made you stay? <laughs> um, yeah, good. I'm question. glad you did. But... I, I think I've been thinking. I think joining so late kind of maybe <clears throat> shielded me from. Oh yeah, like. Mm-hmm the really intense emotional impacts mm-hmm. it had on a lot of people who had been involved for a long time. Yeah, I was in it only for six months, and I was uh, seriously affected, but I still stay, because I, like, and that's yeah, just I six mean, months. Yeah, you don't even know. I was, like, so... I think I was so fixated on it, it was, like, all I could think about. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, I need to make sense of this. This still doesn't make sense. Like made even less sense. It yeah. Well, I was just like, there's so there's too, there's so much going on here. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm I'm not gonna to- stop thinking about it until I can make sense of this. Was nice. kind of my thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. I just I just was like, I can't I can't ditch I can't ditch. There's oh, too, there's too much there's too much to ignore. Yeah. 
for that's sure. like the that's like the that's the defining trait i think you have to have an emotional like distance it's, or yeah. you're like really well i don't adjusted or slightly more well okay adjusted. i i don't think i was at the time <laughs> no, maybe later, not came but later you, but right but you had the distance you weren't like close to it at the beginning you know yeah you yeah. have that like this is something i've been obsessed with for five years or four right years, and plus whatever, i didn't then... i didn't really know anyone in the fandom at that point mm-hmm. really i didn't have many like tjlc mutuals until probably mm-hmm. the summer after i feel like Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it, yeah, yeah that's when i followed you it was after yeah yeah we were some of the few who remained <laughs> the cockroaches <laughs> oh, boy yep literally so anyway wow i just that that that, that, that experience is so fascinating to me but i think there's like a other than emotional distance there's like a, a certain personality trait that you really have to have to make it through series one through three all the way through four and still stay and still be here yeah. yeah that's even to me like i mean i dipped out for two years but i always it was always it was just more like i can't be this obsessed with this right now it's not healthy for me yeah and then it got to a point once i got distance i'm like this shit still doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it's well, also like... the other thing is the hiatuses are so long it it's really so is. hard for fandoms to survive doing this yeah. all the time well, you know yes and so like true. each fandom has like a different phase and like i don't know post series two was oh, very eras. different from post series three different from post series four obviously oh. so it's like there's like even within post series four there's like the immediate post series four mm-hmm. and then there's the like renaissance the <laughs> and then there's now <laughs> being brought like- by this very podcast this is a renaissance i would say say the past like month or so has been a renaissance i guess this must be my fault (laughs) i would say so i'm noticing that it's kind of my fault i've been like sitting here reading through books and highlighting things and underlining things and it's all your fault so (laughs) i i think the well the podcast is the result of my initial hyper focus so Mm -hmm. Like, I got in super into it, and then I was like, Kira, Kira, we have to do it. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, let's get into what we're supposed to talk about today. So, Private Life, T-Flush. Erin, go. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> how, to, how to start? How does one even begin to quantify this movie? Um, quantify hmm. or, like or the just, level of influence yes or just a, a, attempt just to essentialize it. essentialize <laughs> yeah so let's talk about mark Gatiss then yeah because what 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 are some of the things that we think it why is it i think it's important to just recap why we're even bringing it up so mark Gatiss and stephen moffat but i know definitely mark mm-hmm. Gatiss specifically mm-hmm. said both of them that both of them was Okay, right, okay. Um, Mark Gatiss is the one that did the interview on it, but they've both said this, that it's their favorite movie of all time. And Mark specifically mm. at least said that it was the film that changed his life. So this movie is movie, film, because that's what it is. It's, <laughs> it's a film, it's not a movie. It, it, is. It, it is the film that got them probably really into Sherlock Holmes in so many ways I don't think Mark has even fully gotten into, but 
it's no surprise that they included it with Scandal Bug Rivia and that fundamentally changed the way that they viewed Sherlock Holmes. So it is extremely imperative that we take the time to to talk about it. The moment that Mark mentions was um, in his, like, the main quote of, of that interview that he did where he said, like, you're being present. Yes, you are. Being oh, we'll, we'll get into that. Sensational, we'll into right? That. So yes. it, there's like even just that scene alone is mind blowing. But then oh, when you really get into I, the film, you can see the comparisons between oh, it and it's it's just so much. It's just like the whole thing is so influential. Like there are so many references kind of throughout BBC Sherlock to yeah. the show. Yeah, so it, many. <laughs> Yeah, it, it literally is, like, the main adaptation that they took inspiration from. They've said this. It's literally in a book that I have from, I don't know, it's, it's some sort of, like, Sherlock book where they talk about, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. It is the adaptation that has inspired them to make this film. This, uh, show. Very clearly, yeah. Very, it's obvious, too. The whole like, concept. Like, the BBC private Sherlock, life. yeah, BBC Sherlock would not exist without the private life of Sherlock Holmes. Like... Yeah. Well, yes. 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 And you, and you and you and you can't understand the show, I think, without understanding. The yeah. Film. So, Erin, you mentioned that, like in your outline, I actually put a star next to it because I think this is actually the most important thing that you said. You were like, "Oh, who?" I put a star next to it on my notes. Okay. Who is Sherlock? Because that's the question that the film is asking. Why is his like? So why is his private life, like? In question like why are we asking like what's private why why are there no clear answers and i'm curious what you meant by that like in the film or in the film that's the question the film is asking like i actually yeah. have a quote so there's a moment about a half hour into the film where watson is narrating and he says what indeed was his attitude toward women was there some secret he was holding back or was he just a machine incapable of any emotion and that question's never really answered by the film. It's also, I think, the same question BBC Sherlock is asking, especially in A Scandal in Belgravia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so much silence. Oh, for sure. Yes, that's, that's the thing. The... Sherlock never really says anything. It's, it's, no. um, he never does. And that's the, that's the hard, the heartbreaking part because John reads into the silence mm-hmm. with his own answers. And he assumes so much. Mm-hmm. But and it's so painful. Not, but he never says mm-hmm. anything yeah. definitive mm-hmm. at all. He just lets people think him. I feel like Sherlock does say, though, without saying. He, he says, well, yeah. he admits yeah, by omission. Yes, right, he says yeah. it through omission. He just but doesn't is- say. He doesn't say it enough. Explicitly enough. In a way that John can... (laughs) Right. That it gets across to John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the only times it's really, like, even said as explicitly as it can be by Mm -hmm. omission is not until series three, and it's only to the audience, and it's not privy to John. Mm -hmm. They're saying it to us, but they're not saying it to us. Or they're not saying it to to John. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about uh, the the moments with Janine, if if you recall. The, the moment in uh, The Sign of Three where she's like, I wish you weren't whatever it is you are. And he says, okay. I know. Mm-hmm. And then That's later true. on, yeah. she's like, I know what kind of man you are, but we could have been friends. That's a good point. Okay, you I didn't know. think of that. But okay. even then, they're not saying it. 
No, they're not. Like they're no. like it's heavily implied, it's but heavily. it's never said. No, it's never said, but it's like what else are they saying? You know, to me it's like yeah. saying, it, they're saying it by omission because there's nothing else that could be saying. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. But it is still not saying it. It's just frustrating. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Well, that's kind of what this whole film is about, yeah. I would say, is that, like, th- so many things have double meanings. There's different way to take things. I think it's probably important to mention that for people who are listening that have maybe have never heard this before. I should probably give before. some background. Yeah. So because it's film, like, I'm curious how much of it would have been answered like how explicitly and how much was the film censored because the film was definitely censored well i'll get into that okay so i'll I'll, okay so for anyone listening to this who hasn't watched the private life of sherlock holmes um this is a sign from me telling you to watch it right now you have to honestly i love this film so much uh, so the private life of Sherlock Holmes, or I guess we'll just keep calling it T plush, because that's a lot easier to say, um, was released in 1970. It was directed by Billy Wilder, co-written by Wilder and his um, frequent writing partner, IAL or Izzy Diamond. Um, Billy Wilder is known for writing and directing Sunset Boulevard, Some Like It Hot, The Apartment, um, probably one of the greatest screenwriters of all time honestly his scripts mm-hmm. are so good they're impeccable they're, chef's kiss they're <laughs> chef's kiss exactly they're so funny clever lovingly constructed and his writing style so obviously i think has a huge influence on um moffat and gatiss Oh, for like, sure. Like you see, yeah, you see sure. this writing, and you're like, "Oh God, of of course, of course." <laughs> it's, yeah, you watch T Plush, and it's almost like you're watching Sherlock. Like it's there's yeah. so many similarities Tone, in the writing style. Micro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think if I think uh, you're making me want to read the script now. <laughs> you should you read the script. To. You need to. You, you should read the to. script. You should watch the film. It's so good. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you can remember. You just send me the link. I would love that. Yeah. Anyway. Oh God. So yeah, like I said, very influential. They've called it their favorite film. Oh, here's the kitty. <laughs> hi, hi. Come and listen. Okay. Um, gosh. Also, I'm pretty sure Billy Wilder is thanked like verbally in the show at least once, if not twice. Well, no. they mentioned they reference a lot of Billy. Thank you, Wilder. In, thank you, Wilder. Thank you, Billy. Yeah. They say thank you, Billy, at the beginning of the Angelo scene. Oh, right. Oh, that, yeah. And then they in say the study in pink. And then, then they say thank you, Wilder, and Tab. Yeah. So I don't know if thank you, Billy. There's is a lot of explicit maybe reference not thank you, to Billy, like, but thank you, Wilder. Wilder. Thank you, Wilder is definitely absolutely. Yeah. Um, Although thank you, Billy, <laughs> being at the beginning of the Angelo scene. Angelo's scene. I'm just saying. I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's just so many Billies too. Uh, well, that's show. the other thing. There's a lot of Billies, but Wilder for yeah. sure. So they're definitely saying thank you to Wilder, and also it was Mark who said that. So, yeah, yeah. And this was uh, like a real passion project for Billy Wilder. He and Izzy Diamond worked on this script for like ten years. Um, wow. It was in development for a really long time, and they were really strict about, like, 
the script being like tempered acted ex- the exact way they wanted oh. and not a word could be wrong like i listened to some interview on youtube with um the editor of the film and he said izzy diamond who wasn't even the director would call cut on set if one word was wrong wow <laughs> so they took it, wow they, they took it very seriously they had a very clear vision for what they wanted there are script supervisors who it's their job to like yeah. make sure things are consistent but they don't call cut so that's that's insane <laughs> that's insane that's insane yeah I love it though. yeah and um one thing I found out is that because of censorship, and he wanted to originally make this in the 50s, they originally got permission from the Doyle estate to turn this into a Broadway musical, which, thank God they did not do that. Oh, no! <laughs> it was going to be a, um, with um, music and lyrics by Lerner and Lowe, who also wrote My Fair Lady and Brigadoon and other shows that oh, I don't really care about. That. So that would have been... A damn mess. So I'm glad that didn't oh happen. God, that would have been a different story. <laughs> we would be somewhere else. Oh God, we would be somewhere else. So we thankfully, would be here. Th- thankfully, they ended up waiting to a point where, like, the Hayes Code wasn't nearly as strict or had much of an influence in Hollywood, mm-hmm. where they could talk about his drug use and, I guess talk about his sexuality more so than they could have in the 50s yeah even though there's even still though there's still a lot people, unsaid yeah and there were still people around during that time who didn't just like magically pop in and out of the business like they were there so a lot of the same people were there's like an un, probably an unwritten like oh yeah well yeah yeah billy wilder talks about how like the son of arthur conan doyle was there and like mm-hmm. there still were like censorship things he had to deal with at the time Mm -hmm. but thankfully not on broadway (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh god and gosh i know kind of what you mentioned there's so much talk about like what the film is missing what it lacks um they originally intended it to be a roadshow film which was like a film they would take to select cities across the country and show it kind of like a live theater performance and they would be really really long but roadshow films by like the late 60s um bombed hard Mm -hmm. so after they made this film after they made this film they cut about an hour from it so there's an hour that's missing and so originally supposed to be like three hours over three hours yeah (laughs) which is a long movie (laughs) so there's so much talk about like what would have been like if like Holmes had been like more explicitly gay in this movie or what would it have been like if we had seen that extra hour but I don't know if there's enough talk about like how good it stands on its own which I think it really does Mm -hmm, it's 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 a product of its time it's it's limited in a lot of ways, but Didn't it's still it did not do well. The box office. It did not do well. Yeah, I remember specifically it's... Billy Wilder quoted saying that like it was like a failure, but he's the yeah. most proud of that film. He's still very proud. He was still very proud mm-hmm. of it, but it was definitely a huge commercial failure, and it was a very expensive film to make. But its legacy, though, oh, it's they don't even know. <laughs> they don't even. They don't even, they don't even know. know. They don't even know what they unleashed into the world. 
So, God, I think before we kind of jump into the plot, the one thing we probably need to talk about is, like, how Holmes is portrayed in this movie and, like, the casting choice of Robert Stevens and how, like, what his interpretation of Holmes is because it's it's definitely pretty gay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's like, the minute he starts talking, I think it's fair to say he he definitely has what you might consider quote unquote a gay voice. Like mm-hmm. oh, you definitely sure. you definitely get a vibe, and that's... he's very different from every other Sherlock Holmes. He's very different. He doesn't, I, he I doesn't think... look like them. Yeah, he, he is very, very different. different I know Mark even says that's that saying like... something because like knowing that Jeremy Brett played Holmes, <laughs> it's not the same portrayal necessarily. But that's it's a whole not other the same. Yeah, that's oh god, I don't even know how to get into that. I feel <laughs> no, like no, it's not Jeremy it's Brett. Worm. I, I, you know what? I, I, I don't even want to get into Jeremy Brett. <laughs> I, I, that, I, we don't have time for that. <laughs> if we run out of episodes, maybe, maybe we'll get into that. <laughs> well, I don't know how you could run out of episodes, but <laughs> true, true. <laughs> There's always more things to talk about. I think. Oh, but um, <sighs> anyway, but also. Like, we we know this had to be intentional because, like, Billy Wilder is quoted, gosh, it must have been quite a while after the film was released, like, probably a couple decades. I don't know what year this quote is from, where he's like, I should have been more daring. I have this theory. I wanted to have Holmes homosexual and not admitting it to anyone, including maybe even himself. The burden of keeping it a secret was the reason he took dope, which is... A lot to uh, digest, a lot, a lot. <laughs> and it's also very evident in the film itself. Especially oh my god! The moments when he's taking drugs, you know, it's like it's so painful. <laughs> it it really casts that in a different light, and that whole sequence where, like, gosh, he talks about. I mean, I wish I could just like read pages <laughs> of the script in this, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do have to say though, I don't. I think it's really nice that they, that in BBC they take that element, but then mm-hmm. they don't make it about his sexuality. They make it about his emotions, which I think is a good modern twist, while mm. taking that like iconic element mm-hmm. and giving it more meaning than just you mm. just. Well, it, well, they're connected for sure. <laughs> I think they give a lot of it to John, but though. I don't think that BBC Sherlock. Is nearly has the same oh. like experience as Watch. That's what I'm saying. No. It's more about oh his yeah, it's emotions. different for sure, for sure. But I think that they got that still from Watch. because in the mm-hmm. stories, the original stories, it's just kind of like in a different historical context. Mm-hmm. Really, it wasn't as it wasn't it wasn't what we th- what we necessarily would think it was because it wasn't considered like the way that he's portrayed in the show is not how they right. would have viewed it back then they didn't yeah. understand much about cocaine drug mm-hmm. abuse addiction yeah. i'm assuming at least yeah, yeah they didn't yeah doctors yeah. would just like although give it to people <laughs> and yeah. doyle was a doctor so <laughs> yeah although there is that line at the end of the sign of four where watson's like it's lestrade and scotland yard um 
get the credit for solving the case. I get a wife out of this. What remains for you? And he's like, for me, there's always the cocaine bottle. Um, <sighs> yes, that's right. So it sort of plays uh, in a bit. But... Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I thought for whatever reason, I thought that it came from T-Flash. No. You, well, you would think. You, okay. I read the sign of four. I read the I sign of four. I just, okay. I can. I just conflate things in my brain. There's still yeah, so much to well, keep track of. There are. There's so many quotes from the canon that just are floating around my brain at all times. We need to get you guys to read more of the canon. I know. I know. Really She's read that. more than me, and and I've read way less. <laughs> you, you're you're in like a whole society. And I am. I'm in my. Local, <laughs> I will. My I local. mean. For, for the people that are listening, that just don't know. Like I have a whole issue with reading in general because i've always been a big reader and so i did read what i have read i read back in like 2018 but 2019 20 was just horrible 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 year for me like mentally so reading with my adhd undiagnosed at the time is was mm. basically impossible so i just gave up so i've got a lot of issues with reading yeah. these days so yeah i'm bad at reading it'll take me a while before i will get past that like fear i have of like constantly reading and not mm-hmm. being able to pay attention even though i love it and i want to read it i can't it's just yeah, hard no, I, I have a lot of baggage that. i gotta work through it <laughs> i know i understand i i would say um being part of my local Sherlock Holmes Scion Society, where we discuss a different story every month, has definitely helped me to just like yeah. take one at a time in pretty small doses. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them, and and sometimes the uh, the old way of of writing and speaking can be like mm-hmm. difficult to sort of for sure get used to. Yeah, it helps that they're short though, or most of them yeah. are. Yeah, I've start. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I've only read the the first. I know. Novel, I was. I was so... reading the long ones. I like didn't Valley of Fear. read the yeah, short ones. Oh, the Valley of Fear. Oof. Yeah. 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 It didn't help. It didn't help that I started with the <laughs> no, novel. Oh my god. I was like, that's I'm very. Issue. I'm particular. I need to go in order. So, I don't know. I, I'll I'll get I'll get to the stories eventually. Yeah. They're they're always there waiting for you. So no worries. Oh yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> yeah, who knows how long we're gonna be waiting here anyway? So <sighs> probably at least until like two more years. <laughs> Three or five or ten. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. I can't. So what anyway, are where, where was I? Where was what I? What are the main? I guess what's the basic plot? Or yes. we could talk about the way that it portrays Holmes. That's what you were talking about before. That's where we were. I guess we sort of covered it though. How about the way that they portray Watson? It's very different, I think. That's something I, you know, have not thought concretely much about, what? other than his reaction to finding out what Holmes told the ballerina yeah. and, and the ballet manager. His yeah. whole reaction is all you about read like, that his reputation. I, yes. It seems like. And, like, he's he's freaking out. He's like... No one, like, in polite society will, or, like, I, I won't be able to show my face in polite society and blah, blah, blah. It's all about, like, the optics of it. Think. Until he realizes that it's ridiculous and there's nothing to it. It's like he almost forgot. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh Ooh. Yeah. And then he's so jealous. He's so jealous in the later, mm-hmm. in the later part, which really 
feels like a scandal in Belgravia to me. Yeah, yeah. it does. I think that's that's the less part. They definitely took it in a less intense way. They didn't make it about his reputation. Because I don't mm-hmm. think John really cares about reputation. It's mm-hmm. more that Sherlock thinks John is concerned with reputation, I think, in this scandal. Yeah, John is... He's just more... It's more John's interpersonal. Little, he's just worried about... Uh, I mean, he I is know. worried about how the world will see him, but it's... Yeah, I just... It's, yeah, not, it's, it's like, different. It's not really necessarily shame. It's kind of like it, it is, but it's more of like an internalized thing. I think it's there's mm-hmm. some yeah there's history it's complex yeah with like it's, his his upbringing and, and, and yeah exactly yeah, it, and it's, it's just like a general fear that I think we all like I mean I mean why would someone stay closeted because they're afraid yeah, of how exactly. people react to yes, them so that's God. part of it even if you tell yourself that you don't care what people think. Part of you, you is always it's gonna like, care. Absolutely, because it's it it changes how you think about yourself, exactly. and then you have to mm-hmm. think about how other people are viewing you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, and then you start viewing yourself through the other people, and you're like, oh, oh boy, no, they're going to think things about me instead of seeing me as a person. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. boy, John, I feel you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one one thing I wanted to say is that like. The film really does whatever it can. It takes every opportunity it can to hint, suggest to the audience that Holmes is gay, Watson could be bi, and they could potentially be a couple. Like, it never outright says it. It just is planting that in your mind. Many different opportunities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what are the... The the bisexual ones there are are there really other than the jealousy what are the most obvious ones because I think those are the most like there's there's sparing but they're very um well there's God so after Holmes should we just get into the plot and then talk about it sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. let's do this we're gonna be here all day we're gonna be here all day I'm so sorry. Um, so basically, they're in Baker Street opening mail. Holmes gets an invitation to the last performance of the Imperial Russian Ballet's production of Swan Lake. And Holmes really doesn't want to go because he detests ballet, but Watson really wants to go, so they do go. And they go, they. <laughs> <laughs> Holmes is like really not into it and clearly not into the ballerina on stage whereas like oh, Watson definitely is and he talks about how 12 men have died for her <laughs> it's ridiculous and then they afterwards at like the cast party Watson's dancing with all these women whereas Holmes goes back to meet with the ballerina for this just most incredible scene I love it so much the ballerina really wants Holmes to father her child because she wants the child to be brilliant and Mm. Holmes clearly does not want to get involved and so in order (laughs) to get out of this he says that he and Watson are in a relationship (laughs) which like is a choice like there, there could have been other ways did you have to do that he says later to watson like i didn't see uh, any other way out of it uh, without hurting her feelings and i was like really 
Are you sure? He could have said, oh, I can't have children. I'm I'm incompetent. I can't. Yeah, he could have. Yes, I've got an issue. But he said that. I just can't perform. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, we know why. We know why he says that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watson is your glass of tea? Yeah, yeah. He says, you mean Dr. Watson. He is your glass of tea? If you want to be picturesque about it. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. And then they talk about how like she approached Tchaikovsky, but for Tchaikovsky, women not as glass of tea. tea. So he goes, Tchaikovsky is wow. not an isolated case. <laughs> I love it. Oh, the script is so funny. It's so good. It, it, it really is. But then, but then afterwards, um, Holmes is like, "We gotta go." Watson, we gotta get out of here. I don't want anybody to know what I just told them. But of but course, he's like, no, I'd rather dance with these ladies. And yeah, then, he's like, I'm having then... a great time dancing with all these beautiful ba- ballet dancers, the female ballet dancers up until a point. Yeah, um, then, yeah. Then the guy tells the the ballet the ballet dancers, and then they start whispering to each other, and then he's not even paying attention, and all the women just get replaced by the men, and they start and dancing. so he's dancing with this line of men, until, and then he eventually realizes what's going on, and then goes up to the ballet manager, and the ballet manager is like, what does he say? He's like, you don't have to be, pretend we are not bourgeois. Maybe with doctors and detectives it is unusual, but in ballet is very usual. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, what are you talking about? And then he goes... Well, look at Pavel and Misha and Dmitri and Boris. And then he goes, and Sergei, uh, Sergei, half and half. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is probably the most explicit they get in terms of mentioning bisexuality. But they do mention it. Yeah, that's, yeah. They they do say it. Which is insane for like a movie from the 70s. Yes, yes. Absolutely. You never, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear that in a random movie from like the two thousands, right? <laughs> like, exactly. I crazy. just, I think it's so incredible and yes. wonderful that this film su- even s- suggests that as a possibility. Like, this I could know. be a thing. Like, he could be into women. Exists. He could be into women. Like, yeah. like, and still be into into men, into men yeah. at the same time. Yeah. What yeah, about it? Can we talk about the flower in his hair? Oh my god! Or behind and his in his ear or whatever. Because and then the they, flower in John's yes. Here in the six statues. Yes, I yeah. love it. It's so oh good. my god! I love that. It's a nice little reference that they threw in. But of all episodes, of all scenes, I know. So yeah, when he's dancing, he has this flower behind his ear, but then after this whole interaction where he realized what, what Holmes has said, he runs home back to Baker Street and still has the flower in his still has the flower in his like behind his ear and he's like really upset with Holmes and he talks about how he'll be dishonored, disgraced, ostracized. What am I to do? And Holmes says, well, for one thing, I'd get rid of that flower. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then, I mean, there's so many, there's so many double meanings in this. There's one later where the doorbell's ringing but it's really late at night and they're like what's going on and Watson says maybe Mrs. Hudson is entertaining and Holmes says I never found her so (laughs) (laughs) but in this but in this like Watson says maybe if we got married that's where we could stop the talk and then Holmes is like that they'd really talk talk. (laughs) (laughs) 
which, so okay, clever. which the, the 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 way that they word it, like, that people will talk, mm-hmm. of course, gets brought up in the Great Game and yes. Scandal, oh, and maybe no. even after that, I just can't remember. Well, maybe the Reichenbach so fall. many, so many the Reichenbach falls. It's in the Reichenbach fall and the Great Game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now people hand. will definitely talk when they're yeah when they're holding hands, the yeah. handcuffs. It's yeah, no, it's 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 literally like as I was watching it and making all these notes, I wrote down like the shorthand for so many Sherlock episodes all the time everywhere. But then of course there's the classic line that comes at the end of this scene that we've talked about. I yes. think you guys have talked about it many an episode probably so far. No, yeah. probably just one. I think yeah. it's just one, yeah. Many yeah. episodes ago at this point. Yeah. 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 Where, like, Watson's talking about how, like, this is ridiculous. Nobody would do anything about this. In fact, like, there are three, there are women from three continents who can testify for me, and you can get women to vouch for you too, can't you, Holmes? <laughs> Holmes says nothing. Very silent. Watson gets very close to him and goes, can't you, Holmes? Very, very close. And <laughs> Holmes is just like, good night. I'm not gonna have this conversation. Um, Silence. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Watson then is like, uh, "Let me ask you a question. I hope I'm not being presumptuous, um, but there have been women in your life, right?" And Holmes is like, "The answer is yes. You're being presumptuous." Sensational. <sighs> Sensational. Honestly, just the the double meanings everywhere, everywhere, everything. It's written in a way where if you don't want to see it, you won't. Or you'll exactly. see it as a joke, but if you know, you know. And that is the tradition that they carry into the show. And I think mm-hmm. people go, well, they're just they're just gay jokes. They're just mm-hmm. jokes. Or that makes it worse then. But really, right. they're, they're carrying it from... <laughs> but they're getting it from somewhere. They're doing it for a reason. Because especially with Scandal, you know, and all the references that they make to, to T-Plush, it could be jokes, like the flower. Right. Or people will talk, they right. do it. Because that's, you know, that's where they get it's, it from. Yeah, it's such an interesting conversation in terms of, like, this is the way that he could tell the story mm-hmm. for the time being 1970 exactly, and all. Yeah. But also, I was reading this article about the film that said, ambiguity is more titillating than certainty. And I'm like, yes, it kind of is. Like, yeah. It, like there's just it's so interesting in a film like about a detective you know that's concerned with like cold hard facts and certainty evidence that at the heart of this film is this big question that there's no real answer to i think it still hits like the show itself will still hit at the end of the show i think you're right it's the way that they tease it throughout yeah, it's the teasing it but yeah. it, it's also because it derives from this film that's mm. dealing with this intense contrast between certainty and uncertainty i don't know it's a product of its time for sure yeah but there's something satisfying in 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 the uncertainty there's something very like narratively compelling there is something very narratively compelling it's kind of poetic yeah and Mm. it's 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 interesting that it exists in a detective story because it takes it just close enough to the edge of explicit Mm-hmm. Um, because that's kind of what detective stories do is that they ask the audience to participate in what the story is like the mystery 
solving. Mm-hmm. Most people just expect it to be handed to them. But a mm-hmm. lot of like I talked about this a lot in like the second podcast episode where even like Edgar Allan Poe did the same thing where they they mm-hmm. put puzzles into the their stories and expect the audience to want to play along and exactly. they teach you how to do it and so Tiplash does that but makes it but does it so well and asks mm-hmm. specific questions where mm-hmm. not just like the mystery element but exactly yeah it's a mystery within the show about a detective yeah and at the BBC mm-hmm. Sherlock does basically the exact same thing and they leave it to you to to answer it yeah yeah yep yeah Yeah. and that's um also what they do with gabrielle slash ilsa if we want to get into her yeah the other woman (laughs) yes (laughs) yep the other the woman (laughs) the woman woman (laughs) (laughs) uh it's interesting because it's as a character, she's so clearly influenced by, like, the Irene Adler in the canon, but also BBC Sherlock's Irene Adler is so clearly inspired by inspired her. by Gabrielle. It's very obvious. But the ending is different, though, right? The ending is different. So let me get this. Let me see if I get this right. So Scandal, we get, like, a Scandal Bohemia in the beginning of the episode where she went. And the rest of it is more like T-Blosh, but then in mm-hmm. T-Blosh, she... In T-Blosh, she ends up dying. Yeah, in T-Blosh, she dies. Right. But then they change it. In Scandal, she she lives. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sherlock saves her life. Well, she, yep. There's like a mirroring happening. Mm-hmm. She saves his life in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. He saves her life at the end. That's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, how does he save... How does she save his life in the beginning? She makes the phone call. Oh, but, that's... Um, oh, okay. But already's got the gun... I was gonna say she saves all of their lives yeah. because yeah. I totally forgot she about the beginning part where she saves her life. It, you almost forget that's part of that episode. But even the best part, the staying alive, the staying alive ringtone plays when she. Yes, oh yeah, it does. Through. It does. Oh god. But my brain immediately went to on the count of three, shoot Doctor Watson. My brain thought to that too because she did help. Like she's like, oh no, she so did. So in my mind, that's what I. Because I, I forgot about the part of the beginning. Yeah. Mm, yeah, kind of. But it was more so like the beginning, beginning. Yeah. She called. She called. That was more obvious for sure. Yeah, I it's think more so. Obvious. So after, after this whole thing with the ballet and the ballerina and um, this woman shows up. They don't know until much later that she's a German spy pretending to be a Belgian woman, I think. I thought she was French. Well, she. No, she's. She's from Belgium. That's like a key thing. But she does speak French. She does speak French. Right. And she like apparently has amnesia. And Mm -hmm. so they're having to figure out all these things about her. So she's, we learned that she had asked for that assignment because she wanted to come up against the best, like see if she could (laughs) fool Sherlock Holmes and outsmart him, which she basically did. And I don't know if we should talk about this now or later when we're talking about scandal in terms of all the similarities to Irene. But I say we should do that now. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Well she she always, like she shows up naked in front of him and mm-hmm. again Holmes like barely reacts. Like basically does not react. He looks at her and then uh, he feigns intimacy with her to, in order to get information. Yes. In both episodes and in, in both the movie and in the episode. 
in the movie he grabs her he pretends to like i forget what he does she goes to hug him or whatever and then like he she's like uh come here and he like grabs her hand and looks at her hand in the mirror backwards oh yeah i forgot about that she's like pretending to have some kind of amnesia where she thinks that holmes is her husband husband yeah and so she's like trying to entice him to like come into bed with her and he's just like staring at the writing on her hand <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of like <laughs> like when sherlock um pretends to when he to, grabs like, irene's he grabs hand her, yeah her, her wrist her yeah and takes her pulse it's pretty much like that yeah yeah and i just think of the uh the the, the screen or the script where it said that it said it was forensic the way he mm-hmm. <laughs> the way he mm-hmm. grabbed her hand or something mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly but then at the same time it's like she's basically there just to like make watson jealous and draw attention to the holmes watson dynamic to their mm-hmm. relationship because like the whole yeah. time she's there watson's like what are you doing with her what's going on like i want to know but also i don't want to know she's sleeping in his bed yeah she's, like, yeah, she's sleeping naked in his bed uh, and then watson opens the door and he's like ah, ah. right he's like what's going on and then holmes is like um i'll have you know i found her body quite rewarding That's or and just like i did take advantage of her and it's like what are you what are you what it's uh, it's like glorious and yeah and then at, at one point she says to watson like you don't like me very much do you it's uh... and there's so much of that in scandal that's like her oh my whole god function but past the the scandal bohemia plot section of of scandal in belgravia it's all about what she reveals to both of them individually yes about yes. each other and their feelings for each other just not exactly. like openly telling them that they both yes. feel the same but also holmes or sherlock they never let john in on mm-hmm. what their relationship what is so he's left not knowing which is yeah. we get back to this main question of the film of like who is sherlock really what is he like in his private life john doesn't really know so we don't really know he's the author right and he's the author and he doesn't know and that's i think part of the reason t plosh is so melancholy and it has kind of a depressing ending it's because sherlock when gabrielle who he's come to see as you know an equal someone who bested him dies he's just like grief-stricken about that but watson doesn't know why left to his own assumptions he's left to his own assumptions and i mean the same sort of thing happens in scandal and Belgravia, but of course uh-huh. it has a happier ending because he he's not grieving he saved her he doesn't have to feel true true like although it's like there is an element of um that is true the audience gets that and she like gets that but john doesn't john never gets know. that and I think that still haunts him. Yeah. Well, series four makes me think that somewhere along the way, he probably figured it out. Yeah. Because he, he tends, he admits to figuring out that she's alive. In yeah. We just don't four. know how he knows. Yeah. We just don't know the extent of it. Or, well, I think he thinks that maybe she could be alive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really know. 
he I don't think. I mean, I guess, well, what do we know about Series 4? He could know. <laughs> like, you I know? think maybe he just thinks that it's possible. I don't know if Sherlock has ever actually said anything to him about it. I have something to say. That maybe yeah. maybe okay. there's something there. Okay, in Tab, Sherlock, in his mind, mm-hmm. uh, he makes, he says something about John sneaking into his pocket watch while he's asleep and looking at the photo of Irene. So I wonder if John <laughs> looked at his text messages oh, yeah. when he was oh. asleep. Oh, yeah. Oh, he mm-hmm. got, yes. And that's probably where he got like the, the happy birthday text or whatever. You know? Oh, honestly, I think so. That's a good point. Because also, you, you know, there's one line in Scandal where he, like, oh gosh, at Christmas when he realizes the phone is in the flat and then he goes into his bedroom john's like do you ever reply and it's like who are, what what are you talking about john who are you are you talking about sherlock or are you like in relation to you and the conversation you're having just now or are you talking about you and i've Irene? only ever read well, that i think it's Irene. obvious that he's talking about the text messages because yeah. he was like you have 57 text messages yeah. yeah yeah i don't think i don't think i ever have read that as like him saying do you ever reply to me it's more mm. well it could be read both ways though because it kind of is because okay. in kind it, of, yeah. it is interesting because like no you know i think i do read it more as like the text messages like do you ever reply to her because later at, like well he doesn't reply to john at that point no true but in battersea yeah. he says like he always replies to everything mm. and so the fact yeah. that he doesn't reply to her or he doesn't know Right. And he thinks that she's special right. because of that. Whereas right, right, right. really it's right. the opposite. <laughs> <sighs> double meanings, double meanings. We got a little off track. Um Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to remember. Oh, you wanted to mention Mycroft and then there was something about the Loch Ness monster. Uh, <laughs> you know, covered everything else though. That's yeah, we, we did because we yeah, we talked about cocaine. I think that was mostly yeah, it's mostly just the Loch Ness monster in Minecraft. <laughs> so why did you initially have Loch Ness monster as? Well, as I was watching the movie in the bit about the Loch Ness monster, there's a line somewhere where Holmes says something about how like we've seen this before, like um, just as like there wasn't really was a, a swan isn't really a swan like with the, the swan lake of it all it's like the monster isn't really a monster so it, it made me it made me think about how like in like um the hounds of baskerville and then again in the abominable bride there there are no ghosts there the monsters aren't real type thing but then i realized mm. that's mostly a reference to the canon because they talk about that there too like I just read this month for my group, um, The Sussex Vampire, and they talk about how, like, the world is big enough for us, no ghosts need apply. Like, there are no vampires, there are no, like, supernatural things, there are no Loch Ness monsters. And And yet, yeah, I know, that's the weird (laughs) thing. So, what was the connection between the Loch Ness monster and Swan Lake? You mentioned that somewhere in there. Because there are no swans. Well, see, I failed to mention, like, when they first go to see Swan Lake, Watson mentions to Holmes, you see the swan isn't really a swan, it's actually an enchanted princess. That's right! I remember that. Yeah, and then at, like, the end, he's like, 
we've seen this all like um, nothing, nothing. There's it's nothing new actually. We've come across this situation before. There's a lake and a castle, and there's a swan that isn't really a swan, or in this case, a, a monster that isn't really a monster. That okay. That makes me think of a few things. Well, first of all, I actually think that that the flight of the dead is actually kind of similar to what happens with the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, it's um, not what it appears. Because it's not what it appears. It's, yeah. it's like this like secret sort of operation that's like pretending to be something else. Oh yeah, and well, and there um, are hints of it earlier in the story that we just kind of dismiss and don't think mm-hmm. are connected, but end up being connected later. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was <laughs> peaked when I thought of Swan Lake because it reminds me of um, something that I'm putting in my meta that I've talked to Kira <laughs> about. I just haven't given it's not in the drafts i sent to you aaron but there's that idea of like janus that like Mm two-faced the god with two faces that's right that's right the good the bad and there's so many instances of that like dichotomy that like white swan black swan mm-hmm. good bad mm-hmm. monster okay. that's not really a monster though right yes. or it looks like yes. a swan but it's 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 actually evil or vice versa and so there's that that's so fascinating i was gonna say it does yeah. fit in with the flight of the dead too it, well yeah it all wraps it all, it all connects so so when i heard when i when you were talking about swan lake i was like <laughs> bug-eyed Ooh. and i just like <laughs> you're made totally a note. right and circled. <laughs> you made I. You must have mentioned Janus at some point. Because oh, I definitely yeah. remember. I did, yeah. I've posted it about it. it some point recently because yeah, I definitely commented Anus yeah. ours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. definitely left a, a tag that said that. Yes. And yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Whenever I see that, I can't. Every Anus time you, <laughs> every time you mention Janus cars, I have I to know. mention Janus. And ours. I have. To- it's sad because I have to I have to leave with that when I mention it in the writing. I have to like okay yeah I know he's in yeah, our no, yeah. anyway to make worm. this so much more like <laughs> important because it is <laughs> <laughs> like I have to get that out of the way and then be like okay for real though for real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um because it's you don't necessarily would have made that connection unless you saw it on the sign. And the part mm-hmm. that I mentioned to to Kira, I had, I had not posted about this, so you're getting a sneak peek. Um, I didn't really think about this until I was re-watching The Great Game, because at one point, when they're looking at, um, they're on the beach talking about Alex, what's his name? Whatever. The security Woodbridge. guard. The stargazer? Woodbridge. Yes. Yeah. The security guard. They mention the golem, and John goes mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, like the horror story," and we know John loves horror, right? Mm-hmm. And so that just that moment made it feel more impactful. When, of course, when Sherlock mentions Janus Cars and he talks about like the clues in the name, John goes, "Oh, the god with two faces." So mm-hmm. he knows this reference. So the fact that John notices it and is the one to tell us about it makes me think like on top of everything else that's important about the car in general, that it's a it's a John thing that I need to pay attention to. And it's pretty consistent mm-hmm. with what I've been able to, to I've taken that and run with it. It's it's pretty consistent. Especially since Janus, I didn't know this until the other day, that Janus, the god, the Roman god, has a twin sister. 
Oh god. <laughs> the Roman it's like she's Diana and the Roman the Greek equivalent is Apollo and Artemis. So they're the the twins of mythology, yeah. Mm. Is it secret twins? Yep. I love it. It's never twins. <laughs> it's never biological twins. Except for that one Holmes adaptation with Rupert Everett where it is twins. um anyway that was a yeah yeah was that was that it the only thing about teapot that i have left on my notes was uh, Minecraft. Minecraft. which i mean i don't know how much is worth mentioning i think it's just clearly the biggest influence on bbc sherlock's Minecraft. it's like Mm -hmm. clearly Mm -hmm. very much taken from that and like their sibling relationship and we wouldn't have my kids playing Minecraft if it weren't for T-Flash. Exactly. It would be a footnote. But it's like, what yeah. would we, I was just thinking about this today, too, because I, I knew you were going to talk about it. Like, what would we do? I know the show would be just as good, but there's just so much T-Flash, that no, they can do the with same. Minecraft, and there's so much that they can do. There's so much that they can do with my kids playing Minecraft. That's just I wonder bonus. if they would have... Like in the universe where the pilot was the show, would they have had Mycroft in a later episode, or would they just not have had him at all? I feel like they would have had to. I it's feel like it's impossible to tell. Yeah. I think may- maybe like with time and getting a chance to redo it and needing to do it in in Sunny Pink, that they're like, oh, we need mm-hmm. a Mycroft. But I think it would have been just like a one episode. Maybe when they did the scandal episode, you know, because mm-hmm. they probably would have done mm-hmm. a scandal if they only thought like, well, this is our one chance. Let's make let's do greatest hits in our mm-hmm. six episode show. They probably would have done scandal, and they probably would have done like T-Flash Spire. So maybe not have been more than one episode though. It's it's we can't really yeah can't really say. The one other thing I wanted to mention is that as I was watching it, I was like, is is drink code in this? I think it's in this. Well, because there's the glass of tea. Mm-hmm. But then also mm-hmm. the only other time they mention a beverage, it's coffee. And it's um, to Gabrielle, like, when she shows up and she, like, faints in their flat. And Watson goes, coffee, you need strong coffee. And I'm like, wait. Oh, what? wow. What? I don't wow. know. So I, Maybe. Maybe. I mean, you can't rule it out, which, I mean, isn't that the case for all of this? I hey, I mean yeah, kind of. I I don't know. The glass of tea lends it, and I wouldn't. It may not have been like you can argue it wasn't intentional in that film, but it very well could have been something that the writers just like hmm, picked up on. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just something I noticed that I hadn't before. Yeah, I I didn't. I don't think I knew that. Okay. Is tea code? (laughs) Oh. Oh my god, I forgot about that! <laughs> Are you sure you wouldn't prefer coffee? <laughs> Holy shit, how did I forget about that? How did I forget about that? I don't know. Oh it haunts god. me, it haunts me. Oh my god. They said that. I swear, one of the, the, I don't know which podcast it was. I, I think we were talking about the tea, the tea, the drink code, and I was like, I'm not so sure about the only, the only reason that I was sure is because of 
uh, Stephen Moffat and Mark Gatiss' Q&A on Tumblr. Mm. I forgot about that. It's in the that show. Actually, <laughs> the fact that it's in the show, that was the reason that was like, okay, I think this is serious. Yeah. Before that, I'm like, I'm not so sure. But when they did that, is, is there's just tea code for something? Would you like, which I'm sure, would you prefer coffee yeah. or whatever? I was like, what? When they when they say is tea code in when they say it in the, the episode. Yeah. You gotta wonder. When a character named Billy says it too, like he says like he says it in the most look okay, words don't do it justice. <clears throat> Acting doesn't do it justice. His face tells mm-hmm. half of it because he gives like a an, a heavy stare, like mm, I'm turning my head down, but I'm looking up at you suggestively, it says mm-hmm. volumes. Just how yeah. like how like poetic and like cryptic that yes. big, that part of the episode is in and of itself. It's like everything in this is poetry. Like you can just tell, mm-hmm. and it's like speaking to me. It's mm-hmm. telling me things. It's just laying it out. Yep. It's making every. I, ah, God, I love that episode. I, so I don't want to gush over it too much. But. There's the yeah. one ugh, you reminded me of that scene, and I just remembered that he he it always bugged me. But I think I never included it. I didn't include it in my draft I gave you guys. Mm-hmm. I think I'm. I think I might have thought of it later. But there's a line in that scene that always bugged me. I'm like, why is he saying I wonder, this? Because he I says, if it's "What I'm thinking of." Maybe because he says, I "I've always, I always ha- have bad luck. It's congenital." It's is congenital. It, that's right. He's congenital. Like, yes, that's not. Yes, really I think congenital. About that. It just means later. And then he repeat because he repeats it. He there's an emphasis. Congenital, like what a choice that he has choice. bad luck, and it fits because oh my god, because of course this is a reference, Aaron, to of course appointment, another, appointment in Samara, <laughs> appointment in Samara. Because it's all about him being, like, in that in that novel, oh. he is, like, one of the things that is a constant thread in that book is that he, all these, so many reasons, but one of them being that he is, like, it's, like, a hereditary thing. He's, like, right, a really right. bad temperament. Or, like, his grandfather had committed suicide. Yeah, it's no, I think that was in the draft, you... Was it? Because... That was in the draft, but you didn't put the congenital part. Oh, yeah. No, you oh, didn't. My- I didn't notice. Oh, really? I didn't notice yeah, it until that, later. So also, apparently, it's some point in history in, in psychology. Like that, there was a term known as like congenital homosexuality. Oh, what? Yeah, I remember oh, reading that somewhere. Wow, that's a lot. Oh, but okay, that that adds a layer. But the bad luck before <laughs> that, that though, the bad luck line before congenital is what I noticed this time around. Because mm-hmm. before congenital was like, what? And I always thought that line was weird and it had to mean something. Yes. I never could understand and what it And it's meant. the, I have bad luck. The bad luck, it's congenital, is what made me go, oh. Because so much, and I didn't realize it until later when I rewatched The Blind Banker, Banker mm-hmm. that it's so apparent that this version of John, only in this show, that they probably got it from um, Sheppy and from Appointment in Samara, because in Appointment in or Appointment in Samara, like the novel was inspired by Sheppy, the play. That's where they got mm. the original like story, like the tale. Right. In that story, it's the opposite, where it's more like um, Jeff Hope, because he's got good luck. So it's the complete opposite. He's got oh. 
he's he always says it to his family constantly he always just has really good luck and then all oh of a sudden God. he gets he wins the lottery and then he gets bad luck the entire rest of the play is just bad luck bad luck bad luck constantly and that is exactly what happens in the blind, blind banker he gets really good luck and then he just has horrible luck the entire episode really the entire show he just has bad luck over and over again and so adding that layer on top of what you mentioned it's congenital like this is what he thinks it's just oh yeah wow yeah Uh, yeah yeah to our listeners is maybe this might not fully make sense (laughs) no by the time (laughs) by the time this episode comes out i probably would have already published it but if you're still like huh you you gotta just read up on what i wrote we'll We'll link it it. we'll link it podcast for five people yeah (laughs) i mean this only it's really the only way that we can do it we'd we would have to script this stuff out in order this to make is it the not, most you know? podcast for five people yeah it really is i mean i want i kind of <laughs> want it to keep it that way though not yeah, like to gatekeep but like i don't want it to get necessarily big before it yeah, should exactly. you know yeah kind of the opposite of tgc explained i would i wouldn't want that level right of, uh, attention. Yeah, yeah like yeah for sure yeah, yeah that's I really all i mean no yeah. yeah for sure yeah i feel exactly the same yeah mm-hmm Okay, so let's get on to the actual episode. <laughs> <laughs> Scandal of Algravia. An hour and 22 minutes later. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special T-Flash episode. In the next, we will continue our discussion on a scandal coming very soon. <laughs>